That's a great way to do it. <laughs> Test the mic. A, B, C. One, two, it's three. easy as one, two, three. Huh. Never did it that way. Uno, dos, tres. Cuatro, cinco, seis. That's, I didn't know you knew Spanish. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Go to school. Tocar mi mono. Está muy guapo. <laughs> Me gusta flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what a special episode we got for you today. Super special. Welcome to Triflix Cast. Hi. Final episode of season two. Final episode because there won't be any more. Shh. After this Shh. one. It's the last episode. Ever. Ever. We have plans for season three, though. Thank you, David. And, um, season yeah. three is going to be even bigger than season two. Yeah. Yeah, man. You won't believe it. It's going to be a whole number more than two. Yeah. It's like two plus one. <laughs> Season three. <laughs> Season three. Are you guys excited? You guys should be excited. You guys should, it's uh, going to be good. Why I'm should right. Why should they be excited? They should be excited because it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Yeah. Like the Incredibles when they make a bigger robot. Yes. It's bigger. It's better. Ladies and gentlemen, it might be just a little too much for Mr. Incredible. That's that's what season three is. It's too much. We're going to up the frequency from every other week to every week. I feel it. The energy. Oh, it's there. It's there. Um, we're going to bring guests back. Oh, all of them. I, I got goosebumps when I said that. Dude, <sighs> I felt your goosebumps when you said it. I knew we were sitting too close. <laughs> Um, well, this is the pantsless podcast. <laughs> right, is the finale, which yeah. translates into the pantsless podcast. So. Yep. We all, but you have to our take pants. our word for it. We all celebrated. Yeah, had a great time. Well, you know what? <laughs> what? Audio listeners might have a difference, but that's true. Visually, you might not tell. You can tell in the voice whether you, or not yeah. someone's naked. You can hear the difference. Yeah, you can hear it. <laughs> You can feel the energy in the room. <laughs> these are leather chairs too, so my, th my thighs Dude, are sticking I got these straight from to IKEA. Them. I don't think they're real leather. Still, it's still that. Okay, so it's even better. It's like a, a vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These are the top tier yeah. IKEA chairs. Leave, Good. leave a couple marks. Good Chinese vinyl. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Well, we started with season three because it's a big deal. So. All right. Now what? But <laughs> wow! All right, that topic's over, right? Just all of a sudden. Done. No, there's 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 one more thing. We will we will reiterate these things at the end of the podcast in case, mm -hmm. just in case. In um, case you for, were listening, but not to the yes. start of it. But an hour in, you started to pay attention. I, I never yes. pay attention during these. So we are going to take July off to get ready for season three. Oh shoot! Yep. So this is our this is this is 
this is our this episode is going to go you are listening to this on the 9th hopefully of, of july and that's when this episode goes live after that we are taking a break and we are going to be recording and getting things ready and we're going to redo everything we're going to talk about uh design we're language we're gonna change thumbnails we're everything. just we're just gonna make it better it's about tweaking our and identity. making things better we're getting rid of our name we're Forever. getting new names you're not cole anymore <laughs> nope you're bob melon camp bob melon bob melon camp <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> and i'm gonna be Trixie. ricardo <laughs> tracy mcguire <laughs> <laughs> David, what's David? your season three identity? You've given us all of our names. <laughs> Joseph. I'll be Joseph. Mm-hmm. Farminci. That's it. Just jo- Joseph <laughs> Farminci. It's Joseph Far- M. Farminci. But there you go. His middle Joe. name is literally just like 12 M's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joseph. Mm-hmm. I have like five middle names and they're all Farminci. initials. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's funny, but it's a lie. Um, yeah, lots of stuff. So um, I don't know what else are we talking about. Dude, I am dead. I'm. He is every dead. Gosh, week, congrats! We need to like move the podcast to like what Taco Tuesday. <laughs> we should we Taco should, Tuesday. We should continue to keep moving it up an hour. <laughs> yeah, like I was talking about like five episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, we were. Well, we started recording at what like eight or nine o'clock. Seven, seven ish, ish, yeah. yeah. And now we now or now we start 30. at four thirty. <laughs> we don't start at four thirty, but we we all get here at four thirty. Yeah, and it's it we, pre-production four thirty. Yeah. Yes, as you can tell, we did a lot of pre-production, ton of pre-production, prepared. Yeah, no, the, we didn't set up any equipment. We just sit in a room and it somehow gets recorded. <laughs> yeah, insert flames and in smoke. Ooh, could we do that? Yes. <laughs> I know we have to look at David. He's the editor for these. Yeah. That's whatever he say. So, uh, so anyways, big announcement. But there you go. So enjoy this one. This is this is a big deal for us. We're excited about. It. Oh, and we're gonna the Instagram account. We are actually going to start separating some things. So we separated off the cast, and it's gonna have its own Instagram account. So you're gonna get to see behind the scenes uh, when we record. There's gonna be clips. There's yeah. gonna be lots of goodies. A lot of hot takes. A lot of hot takes. Yeah, we're, so, that's where we're gonna put all our hot takes. All now. the hot takes. Hot cakes? <laughs> hot takes on hot cakes. Okay. <laughs> what else we got going on? What What are we doing right now in the company? What's company Dude, update? What are we doing? So many projects. Yeah. We're with. Well, like big picture, like individual. What do you want? What start you want? start with big picture. What are we doing? All right, we're doing a complete overhaul on our project management. We've talked about like Monday and Trello before. Basically, things that help us stay organized. And as our company gets bigger, we take on a lot of new responsibilities. We're we're getting a lot of series together, and all that leads to a lot of unorganization because there's our our system was not set up for this much, and now we're talking about hiring people, bringing people on, and. Uh, our system needs to be robust so that if we have a new person come in, they can just like sit down and they're like, mm, I make that makes sense. I like it. It makes sense. And I can do it. And that's, that's what we want. Simple. Yeah. Cause we're finding out through the process that, uh, it's just like anything, you know, you get into a groove and you start making things happen and things have worked for us up to this point. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, we get used to, you know, Tristan and I literally talk on the phone every day. Um, and if something needs to get relayed again, usually we relay through the company channel through Google chat. So, or email. So there's a, there's a conversation happening on a day-to-day basis, but the problem is, is using multiple channels and doing all that. There's a, there's things that get left out and we're finding that out now that 
that are uh, integral for other people that didn't used to be. Mm-hmm. Tristan and I could just figure something out, make it happen, be done, and it didn't have to be documented. It needs yeah. to be documented now. Yeah. So we had two systems we were using. Correct. We were trying to use one for everything. Then that turned out to be a bad idea. And that one was called Trello. Trello. And Trello is great for organizing information for like kind of project-based stuff. Yes. And it's very collaborative, which is what we're trying to use it for more now. Oh my goodness. What is happening behind me? Bye, Tristan. See you, Tristan. This is what what we've wanted for so long. So Tristan just got up and left. I don't don't know what he's doing or where he's going, but he's gone now. Season three. Season three. He left to go start season three without us. (laughs) He's Um, getting a jump start on it. Yeah. (laughs) And so we found that we want to be able to manage uh, more customer relation stuff better. And And Cole, I think, was it Cole? (laughs) Was, or was it Tristan? Who thought of Monday.com? Who was that? Cole. It, it was, was me. Cole. Yeah. And what does Monday do? What I is, wish I wouldn't have thought so of it. What's special about Monday? So I think the best way to explain it, and if you guys have been listening over the course of season two, we've talked about Monday and Trello a couple different times, so I'm going to be brief, but um, Monday.com is essentially a hyped up, like powerful um, database slash like Excel sheet. Um, it has a lot of automations, a lot of things you can set up, um, linking between different boards. Um, it just, you can kind of curtail it to whatever you need for your system. So with, with Monday, like we have things set up for our CRM, but then we also have project tracking and those boards can be set up with the different metrics. So it's actually really Uh, cool because it's super flexible for nerds. It's very much so (laughs) very much so. So If you're ever on YouTube, you can look down in the corner and like, there's a little option like the ellipses and it's Mm. like statistics for nerds. And that's actually the button on YouTube. Yeah. That's what, that is what it says. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, this is our YouTube statistics for nerds because it does a lot of uh, project overview so like it's a dashboard you can see a lot of stuff at a glance for hundreds of projects that we've done and it's just something to help us stay a little more organized so we have a term here a triplex and it's named very endearingly after somebody (laughs) Uh, and that that, that somebody is Tristan yes and he is known for the it's, it's like a mindset. It's hard to describe, and that's why we give it the term bing bong. Bing bong. And bing bong is whenever you're just working on something and you just do whatever feels right, not what's like the best or whatever. You just do it. <laughs> and like you, you're just trying to get work done, and it's the easiest thing to do. And bing bonging is when you do that and like it stacks up like 10 times. And you have a big <laughs> pile of like yeah. you don't know what's going on anymore, but it made sense at the time. Yes. That is bing bong. Yeah. And our previous system was bing bong bing bong manifest are you just talking about trello or my sticky notes trello sticky notes monday your little pad that you have it's been an evolution dude that's i'm all about the agile approach you guys you guys all love your mm -hmm. little systems and they're great but i've worked for corporate system that is your patented it's all yours it is the agile approach on steroids or the waterfall approach on steroids. It is. I think that's an insult to the other. <laughs> no. Your approach is enigmatic. It cannot be described. It is always changing, even yes. in the middle of implementation. 
and yeah. that's that's how agile it is this is true <laughs> it's so agile i forgot what the initial <laughs> <laughs> approach was so that's uh that's bing bong but um at the time it was trello and it was just you and i yeah and all we needed was one board because all we had was like 10 projects so that was a good system and then we started getting yeah. more projects and we're like well we should have an internal board and that was when you came on well there was another board a literal board that bing bonged its way in oh the I made whiteboard the trello board and then you started putting everything on a whiteboard and it was like right right there and yeah. like you would bing bong and you'd put it on a whiteboard instead of on the Trello. But the thing is, the and whiteboard even wasn't... even check boxes, the same ones we had on the Trello. <laughs> and you would update it only on the whiteboard. <laughs> and the Trello would be like five months out of date. I love it. <laughs> well, the problem too is we were using Trello for everything and it, it should have just been for projects because a lot of things are mm -hmm. one-off and it's tasks, but it's not a project for a client. Yeah. And yeah. that was where mm -hmm. we started getting too much overlap because... Trello doesn't have like filtering metrics, so you can't mm. sort by due dates, you can't sort by anything. So it's just once if you have three projects, it's kind of obvious what you should be doing. But after you have like 15 or 20, then you have to like go through and check every single one every day and see what status it's in. And it just yeah. wasn't a good dashboard view. So yeah, having a whiteboard. And that's what yeah. Monday, we're trying to solve with Monday. Monday is a whiteboard mixed yeah. with Trello, and that's why it's so good at what it it's, was implemented for, at least in our use. The main structure of Trello is called like a Kanban view. Thank and you. Even, I was, uh, that's literally what I was just looking up because I couldn't remember <laughs> what it was. You could have just you. asked. Yeah, it's all right. No, he was. You guys were having a conversation. Do, 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 do. Yeah. But uh, <sighs> so we found the shortcomings that Trello had for us and Cole came in and was like, I give this to you. It's Monday. <laughs> it's a horrible name, by the way. I horrible. Hate that they named it Monday. We can't should, stand it. Whoever suggested that in the conference room should have been fired. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like that person who Out thought it was a good idea. I agree. I agree. But it has been a pretty powerful tool for us. Absolutely. Uh, which has been really nice. Um, and we st we did, we originally started using it specifically for CRM. And then mm -hmm. once we started using it, uh, Tristan and I kind of played with it a little bit. And it was Tristan that kind of was like, hey, maybe we could use this to track some projects. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a much better workflow yeah. for when you're trying to track a project yeah. than and Trello that, is. That was the first phase of being bong. And then... <laughs> it's true. But then well, there was the I, duplication so of the two, you the, know? I guess the yeah. first thing was Trello. And it was really good for what it was needed at the time. And then we started adding more Trello boards for different uses. And then we integrated Monday. And we... I, bing bong my way into finding out how to get it to work with trello and then we started integrating things and then we started adding even more trello boards for mm. all of our different shows and series and internal and external and everything has its own board and it goes back to monday and we realized we should have separate boards on monday and everything's starting right. to integrate so it is months and months of bing bong into something that will be beautiful and every step gets better and better. Right. Yes. Because my biggest problem is not the bing bong and maybe we can come up with a name for it. But mm -hmm. my thing is like, we'll, our process will get started and we'll start figuring it out and then it'll, we'll get busier and it'll get convoluted and then I just don't use it at all. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a problem. So. 
right now that we're getting a little bit more organized whenever it's organized and it's put together and it's functioning then mm-hmm. i'm like great i'll use this i like this mm-hmm. this is nice yeah and that's tough it's just and again like it's one of those things where it's hard to get in that state of mind of other people have to be able to view this data yeah they have to know what's going on without yeah. going to you and asking and spending like 30 minutes catching each other up right well that's the problem with Trello was it was just a horrible dashboard. You couldn't just glance at it and yeah. get information. Right. And Monday's mm-hmm. really good at getting information out at a glance. Yes. It's yeah. Customizable for it's nerds. Colors and mm-hmm. all these different metrics and stuff. Oh man, yeah. it's mm. beautiful. Archiving. Yeah. That's cool. And so that's an example of one of our internal projects because you have to stop what you're doing and actually work on the process of what you're actually wanting to do. Yes. And that is Monday and Trello. And you guys have actually been working on it. I initially set up the Trello, but that's super easy to do. And so you guys expanded on it. And then you already had Monday experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Tristan and I learned Monday. And it's it's been really nice. I really well, agree that it's a it has much better use cases. We've actually been, we've been doing. Uh, following along pretty closely with Linus Tech Tips. Yes. So a lot mm-hmm. of the implementations that my brain added in were things that I saw other companies using. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how can we take their concept and apply it to our system already? And a lot of times we would have things already implemented that other big people were starting to implement. Um, and Linus put out a video I don't know, maybe two months ago, a month ago, going behind their process and adding Monday to their ecosystem and how they've used it to completely change their project workflow. And that was something that we were talking about. And it was really funny to see a company with 50 employees have basically an Excel sheet to run everything. And then they're just starting out using an actual dedicated project manager. And we've been using it for, you know, close to a year with only three people yep. and it's good right. to know that it's scalable to meet a 50 person team and meet their needs so it's good to know that what we were doing was in line with what other people are starting to get attached to yes yeah. yes that uh whatever you call it what do you call it when something happens like that and you're like ah coincidence no yeah. it's not verify but you know like validate it validated our process that it was like oh okay great like we're actually headed in the right direction because there were some days that monday felt so rudimentary uh with certain features that we were like i don't know if we're going to be able to use this to scale but yeah sure. it's, it takes a lot of trial and error it's mm-hmm. like months weeks to months of testing out features and seeing how well it works and we have a lot of good use cases because we have two clients that have their own board because they're large enough and we have so many projects coming in with them so we get to test out features with yep. those specific ones and then play around with it because it's not nearly as many projects as we take in for our whole company board. Mm-hmm. So we can test it out on smaller use cases and after weeks to months, we are like, oh, we like this feature. This one doesn't work as well as we thought it would. And then we can start to adopt those into ours. Uh, and that's just been a long process. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to figure it out is just throwing a lot of time at something to, to learn it. Yeah. And that's why people hire experts. Yes. Yeah. They spend the most time. So you can, experts will tell you Excel is not a database. This is true. Uh, but your accountant might. <laughs> they probably well, are still using it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of terrifying. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, and, what else is going on? What else yeah. is, we got some exciting stuff. We've been working with some more companies lately, getting some more reoccurring mm-hmm. work, which we're pumped on. Um, we'll start shooting... Well, we did a project with Coffeehouse 5, I think we've talked about, in Franklin. 
Um, we did a four video series for them. Uh, one of the videos is up on the website. Uh, it kind of explains their mission, what they're about. And then now we're going to do some, we're actually going to shoot all of the social media content, um, at least all the photography and some videography stuff um, for the feed on Instagram and some stuff that's going on Facebook. So uh, that's an exciting thing for us. Yeah. I'm just bringing stuff over here. What I know. Doing, what are you buddy? doing? What's wrong? Hey, there we hey. go. Hey. It started to get Thank dark goodness. outside. I wanted a little more light. <laughs> That works. It's it's just the projector light. We got rid of the middle camera. I didn't like it. Nobody liked it. No one liked it. it was bad. Bad. Season three. Season three. <laughs> Season um, never. Oh, we'll talk about what we talked about last time. Yeah, David last and I were gonna bring up keyboards. Yeah. All the keyboards. Why? Because keyboards are important. How much time do we? This is this a is day? a this is a key example of Bing Bong. What do you mean? You guys took a break. I fixed the light, and now we're with keyboards. <laughs> I was talking about our new clients. Yeah, well, we'll get to them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> By Did all you means. get them all up? I thought we were just talking about the the coffee house ones. Yeah, that's as far as I got until you interrupted. Oh well. <laughs> you screw you, Cole. We're talking about keyboards. Keyboards. <laughs> keyboards. Yeah, go ahead. You know how many no. keys are on a keyboard? A lot more than our clients. oh my gosh yeah we just i'm all over the place yeah that's okay we'll we'll circle back around let's talk about let's talk talk about keyboards what we got (laughs) i'm just saying you spend like eight hours a day in a chair with a keyboard yeah a lot of people do it's a big deal it's a big deal every every little touch with your fingers that matters Dude, I saw someone's keyboard the other day and they'd been using it for so long that they had worn the letters off of it. Was it mine? Ooh. No. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, look at your stuff. Yeah. Do you have one like that? I do. Oh, is that the ergonomic one you had? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had it for like four years. That's sad. That's a short amount of time for the letters to be worn off. Mm. I know. <laughs> okay. That is a very short amount of time. <laughs> but I use it a lot. That's the point. You use these things a lot. He's yeah. like, listen, my car has 200,000 miles on it. And he goes... And I've had it for like two years. <laughs> that would be insane. How, I, yeah, how, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, my keyboard has no more letters on it. I've, I've been using it for six months, guys. Listen to this. It's a big deal. But it sounds like you're buying cheap keyboards. <laughs> it was a cheap keyboard, and that's the, the, the point. People buy what they think is just cheap. <laughs> Wait, hold on. what? What are you talking about? You're super blue right now. You're super Cole. blue. You. <laughs> me? Do you have auto white balance set on that? Did you auto white balance me? I don't know. You are super Check blue it. all of a sudden. This is. Check I, it. Oh, I bet it is because you turned on this orange light. I'm sure it was like in cold. It frosted Tristan, over if you me. Just save your bing bong for later. Let's talk about the client. Screw his. Thing. Yeah, so I was going to say that this episode was going to be the most exciting, but it's just going to be the most freaking disorganized <laughs> we've ever been. Now you're just blown out. He's ruining your shot. Great. I, I can't help you. I'm sorry. You talk, David, so you can be on camera. All right. So I know we've been getting new clients because you've been talking about <laughs> We're back to new clients. What, what did we want to talk about? I thought we were talking about keyboards. We're going to talk about what i can't even keep up anymore what is life what even is this i don't know i All right, quit keyboards. i quit well, yeah. according to the contract you have to finish the podcast i don't have a contract <laughs> all right 
Yeah, this is the other thing. If you're hearing music in the background, it wasn't you. It was Tristan. It's going to be our least listened to episode ever. Has a fidget toy. Don't even bother. He tried to tell me it's a keyboard. It's not a Dude, keyboard. It's, it's got it's got keys. It is not what a key that is. That does not have keys. And it's got wood. No, it's the, no, it's, it's not a keyboard. It's keys. That's what these are. Little keys. Cole looks normal yeah. again. Do I? Yeah. Huh. I see why you like oh, it. Oh, you have the noisy balls. I got noisy balls. <laughs> <laughs> Show the people on camera this your is the noisy worst balls. Episode we've done. No, this literally <laughs> is. This is what happens when we don't do the proper pre-production. What? That is not true. We have a whole list of topics for today. Well, okay, boys and girls, we're gonna get we're gonna get real on this. We're talking okay? about keyboards. I don't want to. I know it. I know it seems like we have our stuff together. <laughs> Does it? Does Last it? Episode, Some days we said we'd talk about keyboards, and That's, we're talking about computer keyboards. Right, all keyboards. No, I'm, no, I'm limited to computer, computer keyboards. keyboards. Um, David went on a real deep and soul <laughs> journey one day, and he's just like keyboards, and he does a ton of research. It matters though. And yeah, it does. Think yeah. about how many key switches there are, and how many different types of keyboards, and different materials, and different <sighs> key travels, and sounds, and you know, wireless right. versus wired. Yeah, there's so much. There is a ton to it. There's a lot. And it, I mean, think about it. There's so many different preferences. Mm-hmm. And Tristan made the point, his only point today, that this is what people, that you, when, especially for people like us, like we use this on a day-to-day basis. Right. So it matters. And before uh, we get any further, yeah, the best God. keyboard, the best <laughs> keyboard is your favorite keyboard. Yeah. It's very subje- subjective, right? Yeah. Exactly. Now, the ones that I like, we even found that like, it's about anything, like headphones. My favorite headphones may not be your favorite headphones. And same with keyboards and stuff. People had to have arguments about it. Oh, my but gosh. They're wrong. Yes. Everybody's wrong. But you're right. Your favorite keyboard is the right one. It's true, though. Because, I mean, at the base of all of it, they all have the same basic functionality. Mm-hmm. Right? So... It's a it's a very subjective topic. Like I I use a uh, a Windows I don't know if it's a Surface keyboard. Gross. I like it. <laughs> it's 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 very sim- It's a straight knockoff of a Mac keyboard. Yeah. It's literally aluminum body, like very short key travel. Um, you know, chiclet, chiclet type. type thing. Yep. Yeah. Is it clicky? Do you like those clicky? Some people really like the clickies. They like. No. So I've had both. Really bad. I used to have a, um, a Corsair, like a full line. It was like gaming keyboard, um, you know, had the backlight, crazy big old, probably ch- some sort of macro keys. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts, but it was literally like typing on a typewriter. <laughs> like you're like, the... <laughs> and I used it for a long time and like the tactileness is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like I got tired of hearing myself type. David likes a clicky, not too clicky, just like I a little click, like a sound. So Cherry MX is kind of like the standard, yeah. not like the best, not the worst, but like kind of like the, you know, hit that line. Are you Cherry MX or are you not? And the Apple have, of switches. No, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> and they have different colors of switches. What's is, a switch? Uh, a switch is, you know, like a light switch. It goes on and off. Uh-huh. And in, key- in keyboards, they have tiny switches as well. When you press down, it's on. And when you let go, it's off. And that's how it tells the computer you press the button. It automatically turns itself off. And there's different ways to make 
a switch work. There's a mechanical way, and mechanical could mean anything. It's true. It's just that there's a whole world of switches. And Cherry MX is a certain type of mechanical switch, and people have been ripping them off for years. Mm-hmm. And they have different colors to denote what type of actuations they do. And red ones don't make any additional noise. It's just straight up and down. They call that linear. There's blue ones, which it goes down, and then you hear a click right when it turns on, and then you can go down further, and then it stops. But I like the brown ones because it doesn't make a click, but you have. (laughs) (laughs) This is what they're called. I didn't choose this. Don't laugh at me. They're called brown, and they have a tactile bump. It's like it's the same. <laughs> why is it, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> they have a bump. It happens at the same time on the blue when it clicks, but it makes a bump you can feel. <laughs> and that's the type that I like. I don't know what is wrong with you guys. Podcast. We're the number one podcast list. <laughs> number one. Number one. Uh, yeah. Do they have any other colors? Oh, baby. I said red and blue. I heard red, blue, brown. Clear what ones. Else? Oh, which clear? are like the red ones, but they're like heavier or lighter. Dude. I don't know. I'm not. There sure. are hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of different types of switches. <laughs> like there the are brown ones. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my so favorite. Many. My favorite is what they're doing with keycaps now. Mm. Uh, have you seen the keycap with the fidget spinner? <laughs> oh, didn't Linus Tech Tips do that one? Yes. No. It's beautiful. I like. I thought of you first thing, Tristan. I was yeah. like, a literally a freaking fidget spinner built into yeah. your keyboard. Like, that's awesome. That's you yeah. all day long. I usually play this with one hand in my left hand, and I'll edit What's with this? my right while I'm working. What is this? Oh, yeah. it's my little kalimba. This is my my little p- my little piano. My it little hand piano. It is called a hand piano. Do you know any songs? Kalimba is called a hand piano. Uh, I can do the Rubber Racks theme song. <laughs> that's the rugrats theme song it's like the first like chord i love it <laughs> i'm proud of you i don't know uh, much about music <laughs> so yeah that key obvious was there, in, a, in a world of keycaps there could be the fidget spinning plastic there, metal there's people that are obsessed with keycaps that you can switch on and off of the standard cherry mx stem it looks like a cross there's a plus sign Dude. and there's there's ones called artisan keycaps people pay like hundreds of dollars oh, for a fancy escape key a key that i only <laughs> press like twice a week maybe really? i don't press escape that much oh. what do you what are you escaping yeah from? what in, are you trying to escape in from? uh in a lot of video games escape closes anything that you opened in the game so like menu systems or anything like that regardless her debt the point being this is a market that i had no idea existed until david did a lot of research on it and like people spend you didn't know thousands this? of dollars for mm-hmm. like what custom built under i i guess a big uh, one. <laughs> oh, another thing is wow. that there's lube. You can lube your switches. Dude, pre-lube. So if you don't like the brown ones, you can add some more lube and they'll be smoother. Yeah. 
but it sounds just, intensive. Like I just, I mean, I want to get one that feels good and I can just use it. So many people yeah. just go to the store and buy one. And that's what I've always done. And David mm-hmm. told me like, this is a thing. People pay thousands of dollars to get custom built for hundreds of dollars. They buy escape, like key sets. Yeah. You have the switches, you have keycaps. That's what you usually touch and then you'll have your boards um people get like metal or wood boards and that's just like what's underneath you have your your plate that Mm. goes underneath and that's what holds all your stuff together for the most part right and then you can get like custom ones with like lights and stuff and those will integrate with your keys i've not bought any of these i usually just buy whatever's on amazon i find what's it's kind of like what you're saying, Cole. Like, I don't have time to go into the nitty gritty and like customize this board <laughs> to my heart's content. I just need something good enough yeah. that I'm not going to notice. Yeah. But which for me, the the least amount that I can touch a keyboard, I'm happier about. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes a keyboard isn't good enough. Sometimes you need other tools for when you're working. Yeah. Right. Yes, this is true. And I don't know if that falls under that. I mean, it's a peripheral. It's not really a keyboard, but so my, it's something. My perfect keyboard is actually a mix between the keyboard we're talking about, like ones you type in, and then the ones that you just bought. So Cole bought a Loop Deck CT, mm-hmm. and we put out a little video explaining like what it is, how it works, and why yeah. what we use it for. We did an unboxing. A little unboxing. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if you want to talk about that because that's that's like a little it's a little macro keyboard really. It's, it's amazing. Um, so I st- so Loop Deck itself is a uh, a little company that got started up not too long ago, um, and they make uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I would have said that they would have made editing consoles, things like that, but they have uh, three boards now. Mm-hmm. Started off with just one, um, which I have the original. I've well, it's, <laughs> it was the second version, the Loop Deck. Pro or Loop Deck Plus, something loop. like that. Loop, loop, L O U P E, Lube Deck, Loop Deck, Lube Deck. Yes, like a loop de loop. Um, so the the but the first one was completely tactile. So there was it was essentially like you could took every knob or switch or slider from Lightroom and you just put it in a physical world. And there's a lot of systems out there that you can buy. Um, I don't know the names of the other systems because this didn't make sense for me financially. Uh, most of them are modular mm-hmm. where you buy like one dial and then it magnetizes onto a slider and then you can like make yeah. these blocks and those are cool, but they get expensive fast. Yeah. I bet that sounds no. <laughs> yeah. Which the cool thing was is literally the, the loop deck pro it is the size of a keyboard and just has knobs and dials and some, I don't know what you would call the little slider guys, but it's uh, yeah, it, everything is there and you can, you can change it. You can do whatever you want. It's all customizable within your system. Uh, but they took it to the next level and I bought the CT, which I had been just like staring at for months. And I was like, don't buy it, don't buy it, don't buy it. But I bought it and I'll never look back because the thing with the loop deck pros, it took two hands. Mm-hmm. CT is a one handed device. So I have my loop deck CT on the left, keyboard in the middle, mouse on the right, and I have everything I need right there. What's cool about the CT is it is a grid of touchscreens that change dynamically with each program. So if you're using Premiere Pro, you have a new set of touch keys. If you're using uh, Lightroom, if you're using Photoshop, if you're using Final Cut, whatever it might be, you get a different key set for each one uh, that changes dynamically. And it is a 
beauty of a device. Uh, I think it's got like four to six dials that are actual physical dials that you can use. There's one giant dial with a touch screen in the middle of it and you can use that for different functions. Um, I mean, it works down to even when you click on Chrome, there's mm -hmm. options to work through Chrome. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a really cool device. Yeah. That's what I care about more. Like, I'm like, I will spend the money on that, like over yeah. an artisan keyboard, like <laughs> some fancy man built yeah, it. Cool, custom blue, clear yeah. keycap that has a little fish in it. So yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that uh, little board. Um, mm -hmm. cause I mean, really all it, it, it's any computer keyboard can have like macros. And what that is, is like you assign mm -hmm. each button to do a thing. When you install, like wow. you get a little keyboard and you plug so it in, um, your T button makes the letter T pop up, but then mm -hmm. you can do like control V and that'll, uh, paste something and control C or command C, what, depending on what device you're on. Right. And like all these buttons can do things that are usually pre-installed with the operating system you use. However, you can get additional software or go into the settings and, and make them do custom things like what your keyboard does, where yes. you push a button and it edits a photo a certain way, or yeah. it moves something around in a project, or you can make them really do whatever you want. And some yeah. software makes it really simple. Like you drag and drop elements and, and that'll write your code. Or if you write code yourself, you can script out a whole little macro where you're on your own. Yeah, Taryn from a uh, small channel Linus Tech Tips. <laughs> little, uh, little guys. Shout small out channel. Yeah, always shouting those guys out. They need everything they get. Uh, <laughs> he has like two or three just normal keyboards hooked mm -hmm. up to his He's computer. The macro king. He has a million macros set up with those. And that is basically what the problem he's trying to solve is with whatever he's like tried the loop deck, but he didn't like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I'd rather just have a giant field array of custom buttons that I know what they all do. And they're like all color coded or whatever. He, he prints off custom stickers and sticks them on top and the stickers say what the buttons do. Yeah. And the last video he put out, he had five keyboards on his desk. It's insane. And, but I mean, it's awesome. He's oh my gosh. optimizing his processes when yeah. he does that. It's really cool. Uh, the benefit of like something like the loop deck is the, a lot of the buttons are actually like screens mm -hmm. and the screens can change based on like what, um, interface you're in. And so instead of like printing off stickers and applying them to the top of your keys, when you like, Oh, I'm using uh, a photo editing software. And then you want to install, or you want to like edit videos instead of like taking new stickers and putting them on all the keys again, cause you're using a different program. Something like the loop deck automatically updates and depending on where you're at in the video editing software, like maybe you're editing versus like compositing and like taking elements, and putting them together, all the buttons just change for you automatically. And that's something somebody else did set it up and then right. put it into a device they developed and sold it to people. And that's really cool. Another cool thing about it is it has haptic feedback. So like, uh, I guess cell phones do this a little bit. It depends mm -hmm. on the phone, but there's a little, uh, like a motor motor inside yeah, rumble rumble. Type yeah. Uh, yeah. keep, uh, video game controllers are another example of it where if you are interacting with the device, it'll vibrate and the cool thing with like phones is if you touch a certain spot, it'll vibrate. And that lets your brain know that even though you're touching a flat piece of glass or acrylic or plastic or whatever the device is, your brain registers that it did a thing. I touched a button and it does a thing. So like the perfect keyboard to me is one that is like a traditional keyboard in layout, but instead of like all the clicky noises and all of like the sounds and everything, like I would love to have a device 
like the loop deck that's just the full keyboard size mm -hmm. and then depending on what software you're in it'll automatically update instead of just having four or five buttons that exists does it yeah I, it's been out for a very long time so i can't remember who manufactures it but and i maybe it doesn't exist anymore but there was literally a keyboard that you could buy that was just a full array of buttons with screens on them Ooh. and it was fully dynamic it was See, amazing wow. but it was way out of my price range the like, um the uh we talked about them before the uh, stream deck from elgato yeah is very similar to it except it's not a keyboard it is like an uh, uh angled it's, like panel. it's an angled panel yeah. that's at like 45 degrees so you wouldn't want to like type on it at a steep yeah. angle but something like the the mac keyboard it's like mm -hmm. i think a quarter of an inch thick and to have that whole thing. And the nice thing is you don't have to have mechanical switches in a device like this. It has to be large enough for a motor, but I mean, phones are pretty thin already and they have motors in them. So sure. the cool thing is you can have a very thin keyboard doing this. You can, something that would fit in your backpack, you can travel with, it doesn't have buttons. Uh, if you like stick a, a normal keyboard in a backpack and you leave it in yeah. too long, the buttons get compressed and it wears out springs. Uh, it just has a longer lifespan and more functionality. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be really cool if somebody developed it and it sounds like maybe they did. Yeah. I do have an iMac at home cool. and I also use the keyboard it came with. I ordered it special actually. So it has the number pad and um, arrow keys full on the side of it. And it was like an extra $30 more. You have to go like deep into like the order settings, but I like using that with my Mac. I didn't replace it because I thought it was good enough. Uh, a lot of the crappy keyboards that come with windows computers because they spend like a dollar making them maybe less <laughs> um they, they are made with i don't know they're just really squishy and they don't feel nice and like they all have like different yeah like they're just not consistent when you press on them yeah. and it just it doesn't feel good well i think i think a good example for like layman's terms is if you've used a keyboard like on a laptop and then one that like plugs into a computer you can tell the difference in how they feel and you probably have a natural preference for one or the other maybe you don't care and and that's fine too but i think the reason that this is such a big market and such like an eye-opening thing to me was it it seems obvious people just have different preferences and they're willing right. to spend money for something that they sit at a computer all day for eight hours and they want it to be enjoyable and that's why companies like Apple and Windows invest so much money into R&D for like sound design and tactile feel and design factor. Like it's not just about what things look like, despite what like companies like Razer think. It's oh like, my gosh, it Razer looks cool. Making me throw up. <laughs> it's like cat ear headphones. They look cool, but they sound awful. It's like, well, the, the yeah. primary function of headphones is to sound good. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, did you find the uh, the board? So I don't know if it's still available. Um, it's kind of iffy, um, mm. but the most information I could find is called the Optimus Maximus. <laughs> that sounds like a keyboard that would do it. And it's so. a full array of OLED screens, and it was a thousand dollars. Okay, we can budget that in somewhere. I, Very cool. Though. It really depends on what it feels like, because like some cell phones, you touch them and they're like poopy. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, it's a great idea. The problem is like if you misclick, like I don't know, like the nice part about keyboards is like the little indent on like the J and K keys, L keys, yeah. whatever it is. J, yeah, J K or something. Yeah, it's like nice because you know where it is before you press. But like 
if you like accidentally like click in the wrong one, it's like boom, 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 boom. You feel like all the vibrations. You're like, oh no. <laughs> it just buzzes us way off the. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is it's literally just like a regular keyboard, which is OLED screens in the keycaps. That is pretty cool. So it's the same feel, same press that you normally would have, but they just have dynamic keycaps. That's pretty cool. I love OLED. Tight. It is mm. the best and thing ever. I would just I would just make every one of them my face. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Linus's stretched face. And like so each key Sweet is like a face. portion, like yeah. a pixel. Each yeah. key's a pixel and it like stretches the full board. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the meme face of I don't know where that even came from. It was his I'm quitting uh it was the one his live stream where he said like he's quitting YouTube or whatever. Was it? Yeah, it was like a 30 minute video talking about people thought he was quitting and he addressed it. And in the <laughs> video, he's just sitting with like a straight face. And then huh. the, everybody takes that face and stretches it, makes it real wide. And that's like <laughs> the depressed Linus. They're selling skins. Like whenever they give items to Linus Tech Tips, they just print that picture on a sticker and they put it on the device <laughs> and give it to him. It, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have company memes one day. One day. One day. Which, I mean, technically we kind of do, but Tristan hasn't worn the shirt on the show yet. Yeah, what the heck? Oh, Blue Duck? Yeah, you haven't worn the Blue, blue duck. duck shirt. Oh, that's a good story, but uh, maybe we should save it for when I actually wear the Blue Duck shirt. Season three. Season three, Blue Ducks. <laughs> we should have had the... we actually talk about our, what we do in our company. <laughs> I know, right? Just keyboards. Nothing. Futurist. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah. I have a question. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is something that goes right along the line of our industry. So buckle up, folks. This is actually on topic Choo-choo. for the day. Here comes the train. Yeah. So um, do you think that cinema cameras need to exist in 2021? Ooh. Do they need to exist? Like the big... Like, for, needed. for who? Because they needed. Yeah. For people in our industry. It, in our industry i would say small to medium sized creators it might be overkill it depends because like if you're like big boys making hollywood movies you want to have like the biggest sensor possible and like the fastest processing because like even with like film that was being shot at higher resolutions and we were shooting with cameras in the 90s because we went to digital and decided that worse was better for a while right it was just what we had like we couldn't blame them but like film videos were or movies were being remastered at like 4k still to this day because the film was at a higher resolution or grain than we've ever been able to at that point right so yeah i i think they are still needed but it really depends on the use case if you're uploading mm-hmm. to youtube it depends mm-hmm. on like what the cinema camera is like a hundred thousand dollar alexa and a ten thousand dollar black magic are both technically cinema cameras but they're very different in what they're intended for i think black magic would be a great camera for someone in our industry that wants to do short films mm-hmm. like submit to festivals and stuff with hopes of becoming mm-hmm a real DP uh, director of photography for a big shoot someday because that's the next step. Like that is the order of progression to get into Hollywood and Hollywood needs those things. And it's good to practice with like tools as you get there. Right. Uh, If you're somebody that is like editing YouTube videos, like sketches and skits, YouTube compression is so steep now 
you don't need anything more than four to six K and six K is a kind of a rare situation. And you can get a six K camera that's non cinema for like three grand now or less. And that's, yeah. it's not technically a cinema camera, but it would do more than enough for almost every use case that I can think of. So I would say it's not needed for our yeah. industry or the people that do it. The editing side of it, where if you shoot in 4K, but you only export at full HD, you can use the 4K to zoom in on parts of the screen and still maintain yeah. the full HD resolution, which is a big benefit. Right. So if you're doing projects like that, I understand it. Even if you're only uploading to YouTube at even like 720p, that helps you in the editing and you don't have to worry about like, ooh, I didn't yeah. get a good enough shot. Uh, well, you can just crop in and you don't lose any detail or anything. So that's a... You, yeah. You'll see videos online where it's like a $200 cam camera versus $20,000 camera. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, right. oh, look how similar the images are. And it's, yeah, two cameras with widely different capabilities can produce very similar images, but it requires very ideal situations for mm -hmm. the cheaper camera to achieve the same results and the reason yes. cinema cameras and high quality cameras are so expensive is post-production uh, yeah. capabilities the raw data mm -hmm. so you get more dynamic range which is so if it's too dark or too bright in a scene mm -hmm. you have more flexibility in post to make it uh, usable and yeah. uh, the same thing with like audio equipment like you can use a ten dollar audio mic or you can use a couple thousand dollar uh like recording studio s system and it's like mm -hmm. obviously a good singer can sound great on both of them but it's a lot easier to make a bad singer sound good with the expensive equipment <laughs> in the ideal situation with everything set up so yeah i they're great to have but they're not Right. needed yeah yeah i feel like the gap is getting closer oh yeah i mean even the ten thousand dollar black magic the capabilities of it is way more affordable than any other camera was like just four or five years ago to get those same capabilities you would have to spend fifty thousand dollars so the, the the difference in quality for price is just so condensed now yeah i can always remember being like oh i can't wait to be able to buy a red a red monstro <laughs> or you know dragon or whatever and now it's like why mm -hmm. yeah we've been going back and forth with that talking to some other creators in the area and they said they're getting a new camera and like oh are you getting this one or that one like these cool eight thousand dollar ten thousand twenty thousand dollar cameras because we know they're doing well and it's like that's awesome if you're doing well what what cool things are you getting and he was just getting another camera in line with what we're currently using we're like why and he's like why not why why would i need anything more it's like well hmm. yeah no, that makes sense <laughs> for the use case that we have it just there's not a need yep when we were looking and comparing with lots of cameras online people do like YouTube video comparisons, which is already like what we hinted on, like a problem because it's not accurate because YouTube is like a meat grinder. It just chews up whatever you actually pump into it and it's just destroyed. Yeah. And um, it's it's really sad. So like <laughs> that's the other thing. If your job is only like uploading to YouTube, like YouTube's going to ruin so much of your image quality if that's something you're really trying to go after. Mm -hmm. um, that being said that's also related is that lower end cameras and phone cameras, especially their low light performance is abysmal. 
because mm-hmm. one, the, the sensor is so small. Yeah. But two, it's just sensor quality and however it's made and like the post processing. Uh, low light performance suffers a lot with the cheaper cameras. And so if you want to get a really nice camera, you probably get, you, you have to do the research obviously, but you would have better low light performance. And that would be something that you maybe want to go after. Also, you have to consider the lens, whatever you're using. You can't just slap any lens on there and expect great low light. Honestly, if you want better quality, invest the money um, into a better lens. There's Mm -hmm. an expression called diminishing returns. And it applies to a lot of markets, a lot of industries. But in filmmaking, if you have $10,000 buying, and, and if you wanted to get a lens and a camera, uh, you're going to hit diminishing returns on the camera much faster than the lens because most cameras are very affordable to produce and that's where cheaper brands will produce really good products for similar prices as a really good brand and at like half the cost. But lenses are something that's really hard to create accurately because it requires a lot of precision in production where you have 13 ish pieces of glass depending on the lens and then you have mechanical if you want the lens to zoom and if you want it to have uh, autofocus it has to have motor so there's a lot more technical capabilities that go into a lens so 80 20 rule spend two grand on the camera spend eight grand on a couple of good lenses and you'll be able to produce something way more impressive uh, yeah. for that same same region so in lenses you can use on multiple cameras yeah yep and so if you invest in a really nice lens and you have like an okay camera then you're set if you know you're gonna buy a better camera in the future mm-hmm. yeah trudeau but it's impressive it's yeah. impressive what you can do now mm-hmm. for the money talking right. about that uh I don't know if you jump ship yet. Do you have anything else you want to tag on? No, you're good. What you got? Uh, talking about using different lenses on mm-hmm. different cameras at the same time because you like you invest in them. Uh, next time we come back, I think the first episode we probably won't have a guest on because we're going to alternate and it'll probably be like the the launch of it. But when we come back, it'll be after our film festival. Yeah, we're going to be able to talk about what we did on it. And one of the ideas we have was to have the option to shoot with two cameras at the same time for a scene using different lenses so we're able to get different shots of the exact same thing at the exact same time without having to do it twice like if you have one camera and you want to get two angles you have to do the scene twice from two different perspectives if you have two cameras you can do it at once roll through go into the next scene you know it's just going to make the day so much more efficient so you talking about that really makes me excited no i'm looking forward to to being able to optimize in that way uh, for many different projects um like with the coffeehouse five projects coming up that's going to be on a regular basis if we're both there then i can have two cameras that are set up with two different lenses and i can just flip through them instead of you know popping the lens off and make sure the cap's on it and then popping a new lens on and doing different things because oh yeah because now we're fancy and we have multiple lenses so i want to do the zach snyder i think it is for 300 i'm pretty sure he directed 300 whoever it was i think so uh had this really cool concept with um, yes. the zooming transitions whenever they're like fighting and and throwing people around in war and it's just really intense and like there's a wide shot and then in the middle of the shot, as the, this like panning or, or uh, dollying along the side of this war, it zooms in and you can like see the close up on people's faces. That's like they're gritting their teeth and, you know, 
killing doing war and then it'll like zoom out and it just keeps sliding and it just keeps doing all these speed ramps and stuff it's really neat and the method for that is to have two cameras side by side with uh different uh lenses and focal lengths so uh ones that like really tight shot ones really wide and then you do a digital zoom between them where like in post-production you just scale it up and make it look bigger until it matches with the tight shot and then you blend those two shots together and it makes it look like it's one continuous shot of going in and out, in and out. But really with using two lenses, you can create custom effects that would really be impossible unless you had like a 8K camera, which really has it. And then you have to make sure that the focal was locked on all these different subjects. And that, that would be unrealistic for any team of 10 people to produce. So. It's just one more technique that I'm like, oh, we could use that on a coffee shot now. <laughs> get real tight and then like zooms out and they like pour in and then like zooms back in. They're like, oh, like man. doing barista work on it. It's like getting real <laughs> tense. I would like to see the rig for that. I know, right? It wouldn't be that hard. Okay. <laughs> no, like to have, to have uh, two cameras side by side is really the only restriction. Mm-hmm. And then anything else you do just needs to be a smooth movement, whether that's like a dolly. So dolly just side to side. A pan is like where the camera's stationary and you're actually rotating around. Um, yeah, the it wouldn't be difficult to set up. It would take us probably a couple hours or a couple of dollars to, to buy it online or build it ourselves. Right. Yeah, we definitely would, have to build a rig. Yeah. I, I would just like to see it. Yeah. Oh, fine. Okay. Challenge accepted. I mean, yeah. you get a little bar, drill some holes in the bottom, and throw some threads in it, and set your cameras up side by side. Ta-da! Have you not seen any of these videos? They use them a no, lot. I just want. Uh, you just want to see it. so easy when we say it. It's just I want to know how easy it will be. Well, that's oh, be so easy. That's how you can determine a good camera review. A lot of times they'll do side by side camera reviews, and they'll like take two cameras and then like when one's done they'll put the new camera in and it's supposed to be similar settings but the best camera reviews are when all like five cameras are side by side on the same tripod and they'll have a, a bar and all these cameras are mounted on the exact same bar and your subjects in front of it and you can see the perspective of all five cameras at the exact same time because they're all in line yeah and that's something that they just make custom like they they go to a little workshop and they get a saw and they drill some holes and they mount a hundred thousand dollars worth of different cameras <laughs> on it because that's what's affordable because <laughs> they can yeah because they can nice so i, I would about love that. to see it too and think about that yeah our first episode back is probably gonna be all about our experience with shooting 48 hour again mm-hmm. we're gonna blow it out this year oh yeah i'm excited show off all our coffee house videos we'll have by then and all of our project organization we'll see if i'm fully gray yet or just a couple more and the goal is to really grow the audience with you guys we want to grow more um, we want to get more listeners so we're going to try lots of different stuff. So yeah. I, you can expect some like really cool opportunities um, yeah. to either come on the show, to be able to have questions answered on the show, uh, to participate, to be able, maybe there might be some giveaways. Um, there's going to be some fun stuff that we're yeah. going to do. We'll uh, throw out the guests uh, roles ahead of time or what their 
uh, why we're bringing them on essentially in that way. We can th ask you guys for questions that you would want to know about them. Because uh, a lot of these interviews are going to be similar to what we were doing before COVID, where mm -hmm. we'll have people on that are trying to become entrepreneurs or existing entrepreneurs, people that are trying to benefit the community, doing uh, charitable work, just people throughout our industries as well. And I think that the value of this is these people are very experienced in their field or they're becoming experienced very quickly by, by learning. And uh, it's going to save a lot of people out there that want to venture into similar categories or similar things learn from other people's experiences and see what got them where they are and why they like doing it. I love learning about passionate people and that's pretty cool to me, but no, I'm excited about it. Yeah. That's why I brought it up again. I mean, that's I'm, why I wore my lucky charm shirt, man. Why did you wear the lucky charm shirt? I feel lucky. I feel lucky to be with you guys. Feeling lucky. Uh, huh? That's not what you guys were talking about like an hour ago. This guy's a dingus. Oh, well, you were being one. I don't know about that. <laughs> you guys are just sassy. It's all sassy around here. No, we ain't sassy. We're just normal guys. Talk about normal stuff. Keyboards. Yeah. Want to talk about the clients now? Yeah, sure. Can we re... What more did we have on them? What other clients do we have? You didn't add anything. You walked away in the middle of it. No, I, we brought back up Coffee House. That was our main one that I thought we were talking about. You said, and you said nothing. You said you just weren't interested. I honestly didn't even hear him say anything about the clients other uh, than addressed it that we had more. Yeah. Well, no, I was saying specifically that we're excited about the opportunity with them because it's one that's coming up uh, that's going to be reoccurring. So we're going to be doing lots of collaborating. Um, and there's, uh, I've heard there's some talks with some other companies that we might be working with that are all in conjunction so i'm excited about that um and it's why so like yesterday um the day the day before we're recording this blah blah, blah record this week early uh, uh i posted something on our social media just saying that we had a big day and um uh, we have been in talks with doing a partner program with wix um, to where we can work with them kind of hand in hand to try to build some websites and things, uh, which we're excited about. Um, that's another thing that we're, we're talking about building out. What's section. a Wix? So Wix is a company, um, that has a online editor, uh, hosting domains. It's everything in one place to be able to build a website. Um, and we use it currently for our website for the mm -hmm. triflix.com and we use it for an assortment of clients that we've worked with here for the past in this past year so uh, we've done a we've done a lot of work in it and they recognize that and are trying to reward us for that and we're yeah. we're hoping that we can uh, we can make that partnership work so that we can pull in some more business so yeah make our mamas proud yeah and and we're getting more concise about um you know, the types of projects that we're taking on, uh, the types of services we're offering, um, which David is super happy about because, you know, we're not doing VHS to yeah. DVD conversions or whatever it was. Yeah. No, one time thing. Ooh, no, We've that's a, done it. Do we, that's a fun <laughs> segment. Fun, uh, round Robin. What's your fate? What's the, what's the service we got rid of that you're most glad about? So, in context uh when you're growing a business you just gotta you gotta take work as it comes and you have the option to decline it or or to try something else out new and see if it works for you uh and we've we've learned a lot 
think of it like uh, like Google starting a project and then changing their mind halfway through offering it. We we <laughs> we would we would offer something and then somebody would hire us and we would do a couple projects for for them and maybe some other people and then we'd realize eh, same for us. Like let's let's focus on a different section of the company. Yeah, and I think a lot of uh, small businesses slash. Um, contractors, self-employed people. Um, you know, when you first start, like you said, when you first start getting, getting going in something like you gotta, you kind of throw a bunch of things against the wall and mm-hmm. you're like, what works? What am I good at? What makes me money? Where are the margins at? And that's what we've been doing over this period of time is going like, what number one, what, you know, do we enjoy doing it? Yeah. You know, is it something that we enjoy that we can build upon a skill set that we can produce a good product? You know, all those things. Some things are profitable, but if you hate doing it, it's like there's so many other things you could hate doing and get paid more. So why, why do that one? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and, and to each, each section of what we do requires a different skill set. Yes. There's a main skill set that widely encompasses our service uh, list. But the thing is, is still like, there's so many subsections of photography. There's so many subsections of video. There's so many subsections of branding. And so it's like, which one of those, you know, we, we are trying to handpick each one that works for us the best um, so that we can provide the best product, service, customer service for the company or for company persons, whoever it is that we're working for the client. Yeah. Um, and so kind of getting more concise on that, I think has been helping us, um, in many different ways. Um, cause there's only so many processes that you can like <laughs> dial in with three people and yeah. So what's, uh, what's one that you're most glad we don't offer anymore? Mm. The service that we don't offer anymore that we don't offer anymore that I'm glad about. Um, probably the entirety of the like branding suite, yeah. like graphic design mm. related work, mm-hmm. making things in PowerPoint. <sighs> Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> uh, Tristan loves the concept in PowerPoint, which makes like me rough sad. Draft, it so takes making the final so little time yeah. in PowerPoint to create a concept. And it's way more efficient than drawing it on a piece of paper for most of the things that I need to do. It takes me the same amount of time or less to put it in Illustrator Mm. for a concept or a draft or whatever. I can put something together pretty quickly. And I was just like, the problem, my, my whole issue is like, whatever it's called PowerPoint is, is for presentations. It's not a graphic design software. Oh no, it wasn't intended to like, it's just to convey a concept. Makes me sad. Yeah. It just makes me sad. Something that can't, you have to make it again. Yes. And illustrator sends me a dang PPTX file. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) Just one more reason we don't offer Uh, it. But yeah, but I, I like graphic design. Don't get me wrong, but in the midst of, everything else that we're doing, it just didn't make sense. Um, yeah, and it's, right. it's time consuming, which is fine, but it's just one of those things where for us, it didn't make sense. That and the margins are pretty strange. Cause yeah, a lot of, t- a, a lot of things that you offer as a service people care about. And that's a good thing. You know, you don't want a silly haircut. You want a nice haircut. But the thing is, if you get a bad haircut, it's not going to ruin your day. Cause you know, it'd be like, ah, oh, man, this is a bummer, but in like two weeks, three weeks, I'm gonna get another haircut. With graphic designs, people are like, this thing needs to be perfect for 20 bucks 
and it'll last me the next million years. And it's like, well, I think maybe the expectations are a little weird here. And then you can charge more money for it. And then you get a different clientele with different expectations. Uh, it just, it wasn't a process we were very efficient at. And for a large number of reasons, it was like, let's, let's move to dial it back into something that we enjoy where we already have an efficient process for and uh, not spend so much time pushing like, hey, do you guys want a logo or, yeah. or something or and, and try to find people in our area that already offer that as a service that we appreciate. And then we can try to build a relationship with them and say, hey, we we don't do this, but we know someone who does. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's part of what we've been trying to do as well is create that community because we do not. Um, well, we offered it, so that's another thing we don't offer. But um, it's like family photos. We still kind of do, but it's a very we we decline and accept them. It's not like oh, you come to us for that as a service. Correct. We will. And I have we a, vet. I, and I have a person now that I'm funneling business to, mm-hmm. so that you know. Again, it's it's just not something that's on our radar for the time being, mm-hmm. um, which one day it could be, but uh, it's a whole other ball game. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially with photography, we're uh, we're really pushing to get into the uh, creator space. Um, so you know, people who uh, might be out there that are trying to create a brand uh, around themselves uh, mm-hmm. uh, digitally, whether that's, you know, for social media or if they're YouTubers or, or whatever it might be that they're trying to break into. Um, you know, we've spent the time and money and effort into learning our craft and our hardware. And so to be able to provide that at a cost that's affordable for, you know, somebody who's trying to get into that game. Um, that's what we're trying to break into. So, you know, lifestyle type things, you know, uh, just other content creators that are looking for help on that side of things to look more professional. Um, as we know what it's like to be in that point. Yeah. It's also like the starving artist mindset of like the artist that wants to do everything custom and commission. It's very difficult to make it in that type of market because there's a lot of people that want to do it. And there's also like the lack of personal touch to the, the automated side of things where like, Oh, for 50 bucks, you can do this website and everything's automated and it'll make a custom logo for you and you lose the personal touch. So we're trying to find that hybrid middle ground between what is something we can, uh, uh, automate as much of the mundane so that way we have as much time to offer the creative aspects and find that balance and a lot of uh, things that we're offering are really starting to get dialed in to align with that yeah and I find one of the advantages of us doing it through Wix as opposed I, I haven't used Squarespace but Wix has been introducing more advanced editors that still work with the existing easy drag and drop Mm-hmm. systems and uh the, the the great thing about doing it through this is we can make the site and then we can pass it off to them in wix and if they're comfortable enough they can go in and just edit the text that they need to edit they don't have to tell us like hey we want it to say like we're open on mondays to say fridays instead uh they don't have it's not that technical uh to the point where they can go in and make simple easy changes uh, to any language that's on the site. And if there's more technical things, like if there's dynamic pages or if there's like anything that we have to do super custom, we could still be there to kind of like 
give our services and like be like for like the next like whatever a year mm-hmm. we'll be happy to help you out with more technical side and um yeah, well, you know, some people still aren't comfortable with even doing text edits so mm-hmm. we're never gonna leave anybody hanging yeah right. <laughs> we're always gonna help that's mm-hmm. and that's and that's the like number one for us is to continue right. to deliver a personable service so that it's when you get a hold of us, you know, you talk to Tristan or I and you know, you know what you're getting, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to talk to you just like, you know, anybody else. We're going right. to, we're going to do our best to help you through the process and be as transparent and honest. And, you know, I think that that's going to be the part to help set, mm-hmm. set us apart from people, from other companies. Right. Cause not everybody has the time to go out and learn what Wix is. Oh they don't, my gosh, Some yeah. people just don't care and I don't blame them. There's like things about my car. I just really don't care about learning. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. just pay somebody to be like, Hey, fix it. And I trust you that you know how to fix it. Yeah. yeah. And we also want to have that as an option for things that we do do is like they don't want to worry about this with the website well we will still be here we mm-hmm. made it for you we will help we're, service. we're not going to just turn you away we want reoccurring trusting customers and that's how you kind of get that yeah well you've been here a long time david i'm old but you're the one that's getting all the the hairs the gray yeah. hairs <laughs> this is true yeah. i feel like the, the uh, book i think it's called the giver where there's one guy in society that stores like all the memories and stuff. He's like yeah. the one stressed out dude and everybody else is just like vibing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Don't worry. I'll get it. We'll get to it. I'll pass it off to some young kid someday and he'll have to deal with it all. <laughs> all right. In turn, this is your problem now. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> but no, I was going to say you've been here a long time. So you've mm-hmm. seen a lot of changes with the company and directions that we've pushed and and, and flexed what is the thing that you're most happy to no longer offer as a company service around for such a brief moment because i made sure to take it out back and put it down (laughs) (laughs) it was vhs conversion (laughs) it was out of nowhere i got a call from tristan he's like hey do you uh do you know how to convert uh, vhs tapes to digital i'm like I've done it before because I have the equipment too for like my family and things. And he was like, well, we have a client. (laughs) I'm like, why? Why do we have a client for this? Well, then the service ended up on the website. I don't know how it ended up on there. Oh, yeah. No, I know how. I was very clear. It was weird. It just got added. Not something we need to be doing. There's companies dedicated to only doing that. It's true. And we don't... We don't have the time or the manpower or honestly, I don't have the interest. Content <laughs> creators, it. not it was, converters. It was a very automated process with very little creativity. Uh, that was why we offered it because it was like, oh, this is an option. And then that's what changed our direction of, hey, maybe things should have a little more creative. It was never an option until somebody asked you to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's, that's welcome how... Welcome to the history of Triflex. Welcome to the history of capitalism. It was never an interest <laughs> until someone wanted to pay for it. It's true. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, I can 
be a trash man. Except and I had carry to borrow my whatever. parents' VCR to be able to play the stupid thing, and so we're like, is, it we was didn't a even prototype. have the to do it. I had to borrow things. We could okay. and they don't make VCRs anymore. They, they don't do make not the equipment. See, this is why we should invest now into this market. Stop. Oh my gosh! I'm not quit. I'm trying to tell you no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what's yours? Oh, what's mine. Yours, oh, yeah, I got a really good one. My favorite thing we don't offer anymore external advertising i am so uh, happy that we only do in-house advertising now so if you want to advertise with triflix um or get connected in that way because that was a part of the web and branding aspect uh we have marketing backgrounds we have branding backgrounds and that was something we thought we would want to offer to other clients but uh it was definitely a good decision for us to Let's let's find ways we could advertise. Like you want to advertise? We'll we'll talk about you on the podcast a little bit. Maybe we'll we'll throw you a sponsorship or a partnership in the middle of one of our BTS videos because those are things that we really want to push and grow. So we are pretty much just doing our own thing now on advertising. Yeah, which is beautiful. And it took it took Tristan a while to come around on that idea. But yeah. He has, and he's he's a hundred and ten percent in. Yeah. Which I couldn't mm-hmm. be happier about. Yeah. Yeah. Well it's just it's a very time consuming occupation or a time consuming service because it's not something that has a deadline per se. It is a reoccurring service that you have goals and and kpis or whatever that you're supposed to meet and you know it's a great thing when you do but it's always better to like overachieve and that requires more time and the time required to to do all these things is time that we could have been investing in things that we find creative and that's just advertising uh and finding people to to show things is uh is it, it doesn't have as much of the creativity as what we like to do for the films channel and and the teams and the podcasts and stuff where it's more it's more of our brand it's more of mm-hmm. something that we are aligned with and integrated with so yeah yeah look at us getting so concise and figured out getting almost, old almost feel like a real company almost maybe one day we'll be a real company maybe one day well we're gonna have we'll to here soon for it got gotta get traffic's two running yeah I've got figured out, so we'll talk about that off air. Ooh, baby. Triflix <laughs> two. Part two. Part two. <laughs> every uh, every great movie needs a sequel. That's what they say. <laughs> Except for Vitalian. No, it does. And we're gonna get the It needs a prequel. It, yeah, it needs to I say skip straight to the prequel. Dude. No sequel. Yeah. Actually that would be viable. Yeah, that would be cool. It. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Here's the deal. What do we got? Here's the deal. We're done, right? No. How much yeah. time we got left? We are over. so over. It, but it's the last one of the season. This this episode's got to last you for the next like three or four weeks. <laughs> so that's why it's that's why it's so long. Three hour long podcast. Yeah. Sh- Schneider cut. Schneider cut. <laughs> Schneider cut. Release the Schneider cut. What did David it, cut out? He didn't want you to see. It's gonna be three hours long, but it's gonna be half the bit rate. Yeah, <laughs> we go until the lights cut out. We have one on. Ba- we have two on batteries. Let's release a vinyl version of a podcast that you can only listen to if you buy the vinyl. Dude, NFTs. No, screw it, that. That's NFTs, stupid. and it comes with a vinyl copy. Oh, I love it. NFTs are so. St- I don't want it. 
Don't bring that stuff up. We've 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 talked about this. David. No, we've talked about this. Sassy. No. We've talked about this. Dude, this is worse than politics or religion. David. I agree. David's going to go off on us. Look at him. He's steaming. He's stewing. He's like, he's thinking about it. It (laughs) makes him angry. He's going to turn green. Go full Hulk. We, uh, let's, let me look through real quick. Uh, talk about your kids or something. Talk about my kids? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're back in town. Woo! <laughs> Look, and we're done. <laughs> he holds all the power. Yeah, I just, I want to see if there was anything else that we should address before we take four weeks off. It's like the, the sound is like banjos in the distance. <laughs> oh my God. To the, to the people we're taking four weeks, but we've, we've got a lot to do. Oh yeah. We're so far behind. Yeah. Well, there might be something in here that we want to, <laughs> it's like we're, we're taking so far. Uh, I don't think there's anything. But you should always double check these types of things. How long does it take to do that? I'm a slow reader. Yeah. All right. Whatever. That's it. That's it. That's the show. I hope you have a great day and a happy new year. That's our worst episode yet. Good. (laughs)